You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For decades, milk has been fueling women marathon runners as the OG performance drink. And in the new docu-series Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers takes us on a journey of self-discovery as she meets several groups of empowered women runners to find out what drives them, what fuels them, and what pushes them to go the distance. And in the process, she learns that she too can be a distance runner. You can watch the series at runningsuckstheseries.com and register for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. You're listening to Intuit from Vulture and New York Magazine. I'm your host, Sam Sanders. And if you couldn't already tell, it's Oscars week here on the show. It's also the first week in which we're giving you two episodes, one on Tuesday and one on Friday. Anywho, today's episode, we're going to get into some predictions ahead of Sunday's Oscar ceremony. I'm going to take bets on the six main categories with two of my favorite Vulture friends. Tell folks who you are. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm Angelica Jade Bastian, um, resident contrarian, apparently, and critic. And I am Dilga Ibiri, uh, also a critic and occasionally accused of being uh, the guy who likes everything. <laughs> <laughs> we are very much, uh, very. we're very different in terms of our reputations. I'm considered a hater, and you're considered a lover. And none of that is, like, fully true. We both hate and love things all the time. You know, we have taste. But you know what? Just, you know? It makes for good audio. I also would watch the two of you in, like, a buddy comedy. That'd be fun. Oh, my <laughs> God. Speaking of movies. Solving crimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Solving crimes, but we can never agree on who did it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we are here to talk about the Oscars. And without saying the word contrarian again, I did hear, Angelica, before this chat, that you like don't like the Oscars at all. Tell me more, please. I want to hear it. Oh, God. Um, it's funny that this gets brought up um, because I don't really think that much about the Oscars. Like, I don't really care. I have to care for work, obviously, and yeah. be engaged to some sort of degree. Yeah. But on a fundamental level, as a critic, as a lover of film, as someone who cares a lot about the history of Hollywood, I find the Oscars both very boring and very telling in the sense that they remain and always have been an institution of whiteness. Mm. And my black ass ain't down with that. Listen, that's not contrarian. That's just true. <laughs> I support that statement. Bilga, how do you feel about the Oscars as an enterprise? I mean, I've always watched the Oscars. I've mostly enjoyed the Oscars. When I was not a critic, I was able to enjoy the Oscars and not take them all that seriously. And then once I became somebody, part of whose job was to actually watch the Oscars, it was very frustrating to try and take them seriously because they are a fundamentally <laughs> unserious enterprise. Yeah. But, I, but I, I, I will say 
you know, it is interesting. I mean, the Oscars are can be interesting as a gauge of sort of the state of the film industry, even though that's not necessarily an accurate portrait at any given point of the film industry. But they are an interesting barometer for that for that reason. Yeah. I kind of look at the Oscars like homecoming court in high school, you know, homecoming king and queen and all the awards. That is a barometer of like the high school culture. But it's not actually a barometer of who the coolest and realest and best kids at that high school are, right? Mm, and so, yeah. like, if I accept it as a really glitzy popularity contest and understand that, like, it's a separate competition than just an idea of what the best actual films are, then I can just watch for the show and wait for things like the slap. <laughs> <laughs> well, the homecoming, the, the homecoming um, comparison is a good one also because... It's also a not very good gauge of what will be remembered or who will be remembered, right? Like one year, the Kane speech was Homecoming Kane. <laughs> right, <laughs> and we right. forgot and, about that one. And that was the best thing that ever happened to the King's speech, and nobody discusses the King's speech. Yeah. Meanwhile, the social network was cutting class smoking cigarettes behind the bleachers, right. and I remember her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, I want to just go through some of the big categories at the Oscars this Sunday and ask y'all who you think will win and who should win. Let's start with Best Supporting Actress. The nominees are Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Anna Sheeran. I said that right. Please clap. Jamie Curtis for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything, Everywhere, all at once. Who will win? Um, who should win? Who will win? Uh, <laughs> I should say up front, I am terrible at guessing who's going to win. And when it comes to should, should it, like, I'm very in the uh, who gives a damn camp, but I can play <laughs> this game for y'all. Um, yes. I was talking to my editor, Katie, about uh, this section, this section of nominees yesterday because I'm working on a piece about Angela Bassett's career and how she has portrayed Black women's anger. And I know it, she's definitely been a major front runner in the category leading up to the Oscars. I have a sinking suspicion that Miss Jamie Lee Curtis is going to win. Oh. You're also a novelist and a chef. Last time you told me no, that. that please. And I will laugh. I will laugh so hard if she wins for that nothing performance. She's basically winning for being a cheerleader for the movie. Like, let's be real. I will say, the Oscar campaign for Everything Everywhere All at Once has been the best Oscar campaign since, like, the heyday of Weinstein. Mm, I think in terms of who should win, honey, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I would like Angela to win, but yeah, I'm also same. like... Uh, I have a lot of conflicting feelings about her role in the movie and how her performance works and whether it's even a performance that really lives up to her talent. Like, it's a good performance, but it's not really an, an intriguing role she's really given. No. I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world, and my entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? Bilga, tell me how you're feeling. Um, 
In terms of will win, I, I think I agree that Jamie Lee Curtis will win. Now, is that the person I would give this award in this category? First of all, if I uh, had my way, the winner of this category would be Lashana Lynch in The Woman. Hell oh. yeah. I think gave yes. one of the best performances of last year. Wait, and I was do really I hear y'all agreeing of, on something? Yes. What do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I was actually really surprised. I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was surprised that there was so little attention given to Lashana Lynch's performance in like the Critics Awards and things like that. I actually thought that she would do better in, 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 in those. Your family was cruel, as was my mother. It is enough to make you cry. But it is better to laugh. This? You have a new family now. And also, like, was doing her own stunts. I mean, you know, I, I did an interview with Gina Prince, by the way, about the stunts in the film, and, you know, a lot of them are doing their, their own stunts, but, you know, she was really into it. And you can tell, you can tell that on screen. And I think that's worth something um, besides the fact that she's giving a great performance. I mean, the couple of times I saw that film in theaters, you know, when she gets shot, spoiler alert, like people in the audience screamed. And that was not a thing. That's not a thing that I've, I've come across a lot in movies. Yeah. All right. We're going to move on to the next category. Best Supporting Actor. The nominees are Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inishirin, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Keegan for The Banshees of Inishirin, and Kehui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Who will win? Who should win? Hmm. I think Kwan is going to win for Everything Everywhere All at Once. The moment you're situated in your meeting, follow these instructions. But remember, no one can know. Don't even talk to me about this because I won't remember. But I, I don't... He's really dominated this award season and everything everywhere all at once has a very specific narrative it's conjured that I think is really resonating with voters and audience members about you know, both progress and representation and, and the necessity, quote unquote, of a film like this. So, Oh, yeah. Well, their catchphrase for the film is everything has led to this. Like they're saying that this movie means more than just the movie. Which I have a lot of complicated thoughts about. <laughs> um, yeah. But I do think his performance is really good. Um, so he may actually be both a should win and will win for me, even though I think... Okay. Okay. The performers, like pretty much everyone in this category, is doing really good work. Yeah. But he has the narrative on his side, and and it, and it is a genuinely good performance that he turns in. I will say, he's the only man on film in this last year who made me ugly cry. Aww. Usually, it's only a woman on screen who can get hmm. to me like that. Interesting. But when he was in that tuxedo in that little alleyway, oh my God, it got me real good. Got me real good. Bilga, who will win, who should win? Uh, Kihu Kwan's winning this category. I mean, he's won every other every award. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and given great speeches at every win. He's good at this. More than 30 years later, two guys thought of me. They remembered that kid. And they gave me an opportunity to try again. 
you know, I, I profiled him last year before the movie even came out, and he is, I mean, which has, I think, become obvious, apparent over the course of award season. He is the nicest person on earth. Yeah. Um, and he gives a great performance. Again, actually, a bit like um, John Lynch's, where, where, you know, he's doing a lot of his own stunts and things like that. You know, he, I mean, when, when he was unable to find work as an actor in, in Hollywood, he became a fight choreographer. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, he became a wow. fight choreographer. He worked on uh, X-Men and The One. Um, he worked with Corey Yuen and um, he, he can do a lot um, yeah. on screen. And, you know, I think he gives a great performance. I mean, he's kind of the heart and soul of that movie. And, he and really is. even when that movie didn't look like it was going to win anything, it was clear it was, if nothing yeah. else, going to win Best Supporting Actor for him. All right. I think we're all in agreement on that one, too. You guys are... You, too. This odd couple has more in common than you uh, might originally Just wait, just more wait till Best Actress. <laughs> Don't, yeah, yeah, you spoke too soon. <laughs> Calling all female runners. It's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The nominees for Best Lead Actress are Kate Blanchett in Tar, Anna de Armas in Blonde. That I even have to say <laughs> that makes me cringe. Um, <laughs> Andrea Riseborough in To Leslie. Michelle Williams in The Fablemans and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Who will win? Who should win? I'll start with you, Bilga. Who will win has become kind of an interesting thing Mm -hmm. here, hasn't it? Because Mm -hmm. for the longest time, it looked like Kate Blanchett had this one locked. And in recent weeks, it looks like Michelle Yeoh might be uh, coming on strong. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think Michelle Yeoh will win this one. In part because Kate Blanchett does have two Oscars already. As far as who should win, I think I might actually go with Michelle Yeoh. I mean, like I said, really, Kate Blanchett gives a great performance, amazing performance, <sighs> a, a performance that Bill Barr is God. built around. 
Um, Belga. But I, I really like Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. But she turned out to be stubborn, aimless, a mess, just like a mother. Okay. Angelica? Uh, wow. Like, Bilga and I are really in agreement on a lot of things. I definitely think... I've been kind of tossing between who will win on this one. Uh, a friend of mine who is a manager in L.A. Um, posted on his Insta stories, calling it now, Kate Blanchett is going to win and people are going to be mad. Like, I could totally see it happening, but I think the momentum with everything everywhere all at once is so huge right now. And Michelle Yeoh has very much quote-unquote, deserving it on her side. And she does give a really good performance, even though, I again, the movie does not fully work for me. Mm. In terms of who should win, wouldn't it be funny if I said Anna Darmus? Wouldn't that, like, what Girl, if I turned, like, I did a 180 your mic on? dead ass you, if you said that. You know, <laughs> oh I, you know I would never say that. Me and Anna Darmus <laughs> have a problem. She don't know me, but we have a problem. Um... <laughs> So I'm going to actually agree with Bilga on this. I think it's the will and should is Michelle Yeoh. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Can I tell y'all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, there are two things I really want in life. I want the car that Lydia Tarr drives in Ooh. Tarr. And I want <laughs> Kate Blanchett to win for portraying Lydia Tarr in Tarr. It's one of the best performances I've seen, and I can't even tell you when. Just that opening scene with the, like, fake New Yorker, like, Ideas Festival, the eight minutes of her there, for me, that's enough. Just alone, for me, that's enough. Time is the thing. Uh-huh. Time is, is the essential piece of uh, interpretation. You cannot start without me. See, I start the clock. Now, my left hand... Shapes, but my right hand, the second hand, marks time and moves it forward. However, unlike a clock, sometimes my second hand stops, which means that time stops. I will say, my thing with Michelle Yeoh's performance and everything, um, there isn't as much just pure acting as Kate Blanchett is doing in Tar. Tar is an Oscar nominees showcase. They showcase her acting all through the film. She carries the movie. And and like with Michelle Yeoh, you get these flashes of acting brilliance when you're not floating through multiple multiverses, right? There's just more meat on the bone for me with Kate's performance. Mm, I have a problem with that argument. Tell me, I'm the contrarian today. (laughs) Twist. (laughs) Go ahead, Um, go ahead. So, I... The Oscars often award people based not on doing the best acting, but doing the most acting. And I think that's something you're low-key circling around. Because the way that Kate Blanchett plays Lydia Tarr is very much in a way to make the labor of her performance visible and legible to the audience. Yes, yes. Michelle Yeoh is doing like the exact opposite. She's trying to do Mm. something far more seamless. She's Mm. acting you know, to allude to something in the film, even down to her pinky. She is very much acting in every moment of the film. She, both when it comes to whatever action beats need to be met, the emotional beats. The problem I have with the performance 
is less Michelle Yeoh herself and more the fact that I don't think the script fully works and fully encourages intriguing turns for the actors, but I think they're doing the best they can with material that I think is sometimes a little maudlin and, you know, overwrought and a little surface level emotionally. But I think she is doing good work. I think she's definitely acting. I think it's definitely, they're both interesting performances for how they synthesize everything the actresses are known for. And I think yeah. they're do, they're both doing a hell of a lot of acting. And, and I will say, and I, I agree with Angelica, I mean, in terms of the fact that Michelle Yeoh's performance seems to harken back to kind of her whole career. Uh, and that's that's worth something. Also, you know, and, and I got to say, uh, you know, T. Blanchett's going to be nominated for like 15 more Oscars before she kicks it, you know. And while I would love to see Michelle Yeoh nominated for 15 more Oscars, I don't know that that's going to happen, you know. And that's that's if I were a voter, that is a thing that I would think about. Next category is lead actor. And let me try to get through this list without laughing. Uh, tell me who will win and who should win. The nominees are Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and sorry to this man, Bill Knight for Living. Okay, go ahead. Who will win? Who should win? I think Brendan Fraser's going to win this category. She's trying to help him. Who? Ellie. She was trying to help him. She just wanted to send him home. Do you ever get the feeling that people are incapable of not caring? In the past, when I've said that, people thought I was crazy because for a while it looked like Colin Farrell was going to win it. And then it looked for a while like Austin Butler was going to win it. Um, I am very... Uh, convinced that Brendan Fraser is running away with this one. I think a lot of people... Should he win? Should he win? So here's the thing. I am one of those people who really likes the whale and really likes him in the whale. I think a lot of people didn't think he was going to win because they didn't like the movie. Um, I will say I, I moderated a couple of SAG um, Q&As with Brendan Fraser, and it was like levitational the way the people in those rooms responded to him. Wow. So I think he's got a lot of support in that. Wow. In at least the actors branch. Um, who should win? Uh, you know, I mean, I really like Colin Farrell in Banshees of Inner Sharon. If I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. And if I said something to you, maybe I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it. But I don't think I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it. But if I did, then tell me what it was. And I'll say sorry for that too, Colin. With all my heart, I'll say sorry. Just stop running away from me like some fool of a moody schoolchild. You know, it's kind of a tie for me among these actors. I, I'm, I will say I am disappointed that Tom Cruise was not nominated in this category, but... Bilga. Um, Bilga. Hey. Bilga. Now Bilga. Hey. Now Bilga. Uh, Bilga. Wait till we get to this picture. Oh, um, yeah, we're going to have a talk. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean... You really twisted your mouth to say Tom Cruise. What? If anyone deserves an Oscar nomination for acting in that movie, it's the airplanes. Hey, they, uh, <laughs> allow that. They, they did the thing. <laughs> they did the damn thing. Anywho, I'm sorry, Bilko. Go ahead. Go ahead. I cut you off. No, it's, uh, you know, I mean, uh, like I said, I, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with all of these nominees. 
I thought Austin Butler was actually very good in Elvis, which I don't think is a very good movie. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think I think should win. I'll go Colin Farrell. Uh, will win Brandon Fraser. But honestly, I'd be fine with either of them. All right, there we have it. Thank you, Bilba. Hmm, this is an <laughs> this is an interesting category for me. If Colin Farrell was nominated for After Yang, I would say he should win for that because he's good in Banshees of Inisherin, but. I don't think that's his best performance from last year. Um, I actually, out of all the nominees, I really love Paul Mezcal's performance the most. Last night, time for a dance? I don't dance. Sophie. I never, ever dance. Okay, I'm dancing without you. I told you, I love to dance. But I don't think actors should win too young for Oscars. <laughs> I think sometimes Wait, can, really? Tell me why. Because I think sometimes it can screw up their trajectory and what they view as success and how they view success and what kind of roles they start to go after. I don't know. I think it's mm. good to let actors kind of percolate before, uh, you know, okay. giving them, like, the gold, so to speak. But I agree with Belga that Brendan Fraser is going to win for The Whale. Um yeah, okay. he's going to win. Are we okay with his performance? There was a whole, there was months of debate over whether it was okay for him to even do this role. Uh, it's kind of complicated. I think on one hand, it is a good performance, but there is the complication of the fat suit and how Darren Aronofsky may have rendered that character and framed that character in a way that I think people are very uncomfortable with. So I... It, when he wins, I think it's going to have an interesting response to that win because people do love Brendan Fraser. Like, everybody loves him. We're happy for him, but not for the role that he's getting all this acclaim for. What I'm curious about is how his career is going to look after the whale. Yeah. So what I hear y'all saying is, or you saying is, love the sinner, hate the sin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay. Next. The nominees for Best Director tell me who will win and who should win. Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inishirin, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, The Daniels, for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. Why is will he win, here? should win, and... What? <laughs> Why is that man there? I keep forgetting he's not... How many... <laughs> That don't make no damn sense. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it's, I love it. No, keep it going. Who who will win? Who should win? I'm guessing neither of the will or who is going to be that guy. Ew, hell no. Um, <laughs> who will and who should? Damn, this is... I, mm, you know, in another time, I would say Steven Spielberg would be winning for the Fablemans. But again, everything, everywhere, all at once has like a fire under it. But you never know. I'm actually curious what Bilga would say about the will win because i'm not sure about the will i can say who should and that would be todd field for tar ah, he, okay you know i have issues with that film definitely but what i really appreciated about it is you can feel you're in the presence of greatness you can feel that people there are putting go. so much care into every go. minute detail on screen mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. that feeling of like Oh, I'm in the presence of a movie that is asking something of me as a viewer. It is asking for my attention and to match the care on screen. I really kind of, that resonates with me, even if I do have 
issues with the film as a whole. Yeah. My thing with Tar is every time I watched it again, I saw something different. There were so many little details in there. I just, it was, it still is amazing to me, the the layers on that one. But Bilga, Will should, director. I think Will, for me, is going to be the Daniels. I mean, without a strong directorial sensibility that that movie not only is not winning Oscars, it's, it's nobody is going to watch it, <laughs> you know, yeah, like that, yeah. that film is a directorial feat in many senses. Um, oh, totally. I mean, it has, you know, it's like so philosophically ambitious and, you know, thematically ambitious and there's so much going on, but it never feels pretentious in part because they also have this very sort of handmade janky sensibility where like the effects are not, you know, slick and, you know, there's a real homemade quality to the movie. All that stuff works together, I think. Um, yeah. So I think in this sense, um, they are my will win. And given the nominees, they are also my should win. Um, now, you guys took exception to my noting Tom Cruise. Can I at least say that <laughs> Joseph Kosinski should have been nominated in this category oh for Top Gun Maverick? I mean, you're Bilga, saying that- Bilga, the, the, Bilga, 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 Bilga. Hey, How big was the bag planes. of money that Top Gun Maverick sent you? No, How but, big? But, but if you're- No, <laughs> Bilga, I will defend Bilga and say he yeah. always speaks from the heart. <laughs> I always speak from the heart. Okay. No, but I will say, uh, I mean, if you're saying that the, the plane should have won Best Actor, well, guess who was directing the planes? <laughs> you know, like, um, I mean, that, you know, Admittedly, you guys might not like the movie, but if I told you three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, that in the year of our Lord, 2023, Top Gun 2 okay. was going to be okay. nominated for I Best you. Picture, you would have told me, you would have, you would have had me. <laughs> Sir, what is this? It's dogfight football, offense and defense at the same time. Who's winning? I think they stopped keeping score a while ago. And when it was nominated, nobody was like, oh, my God, Top Gun 2 got nominated. People were like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of like, course, of course it got nominated. Yeah. You know, like, that says something about the directing in okay. that film. All right. I will, I will allow you that hot take. And that's actually a well-thought-out and perfectly argued take. So it's not hot. It is, it's good. It's good. I hear you. Lukewarm <laughs> <Good> take. <laughs> well, let's go through the nominees, and then we'll get y'all's predictions, uh, the who will, who will win and who should win for Best Picture. The nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, L-O-L-O-L-O-L, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, good God, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking, Who Will Win, Who Should Win. I don't want to be a broken record and keep saying everything everywhere all at once is going to dominate the Oscars, but I would be really surprised if it didn't win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it's like a damn sure, unfortunately for Bilga, not going to Top Gun Maverick, but that would make me laugh. <laughs> like that would give me a little giggle. <laughs> that would at least be entertaining. I have imagine Tom Cruise's speech if Top Gun Maverick wins Best Picture. He will oh, break you, that stage. He will break you, that stage. People. People in Hollywood love Tom Cruise. Like, so, you know, you never know. But I see everything, everywhere, all at once winning. Who deserves to win? Yeah, yeah. Who deserves to win? None of these hoes really deserve to win. I, you know, I like Tar. I'll say that. But I don't know. You know, I want to hear what Bill has to say. I mean, if I were betting money on this thing, I think I would everything everywhere all at once to win uh because it's that kind of movie um 
At the same time, the Oscars have given us surprises in the past. Sometimes when something is too clear a front runner, you will see people just not voting for it or maybe, I mean, and, and not, not voting for it out of spite, but because they're like, oh yeah, it's got it in the bag here. I'll give, I'll give this one some support. I have heard from a number of friends in LA and in the, the Academy that, you know, Top Gun has more support than oh, you might realize, which would be, mm-hmm. look, oh, I, I will say, my God. now, now let me say this. Top Gun is my should win uh, because it's, it, it was like my number two movie <sighs> of the year. Like, I can't not say that it shouldn't win. Oh, I liked, uh, like I said, I also really love uh, Everything Everywhere and I really love Banshees of Inisherin, so I'd be fine with either of those winning. Um, but, um, but I think it'd be hilarious if Top Gun had yeah, uh, oh, It would absolutely be hilarious. Top Gun. Wait, just just to recap, your your should win for best picture at the Oscars this year, Bilga, is Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Y'all think Tom Cruise is unbearable? Now you give that man best picture. <sighs> All right, Bilga, Angelica, thank you both so much for talking with me about the Oscars. If I could give out an award for best movie critic, it'd be a tie between the two of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's very sweet. But that's so funny considering how wildly different we are. I'm like really proud of us, Bilga, for not getting into an argument about well, so, so, Look at me. I held see, back from bitching see, about w- what this podcast should have been was what shouldn't uh-huh. win at the Oscars. There you then, go. Then that, there would have yes. been blood in the water. Next year. Next year. <laughs> All right, listeners, time for a break. But before we do that, if you like the show, please follow the show on Apple Podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review and tell your friends about Intuit. All of these things help a lot. Culture Geist. Culture Geist. You're listening to Culture Geist. Culture Geist. <sighs> I don't know, y'all. And now to a segment we're calling Culture Geist. About all the things we can't stop thinking about. The culture that's haunting you. Haunting me. Haunting all of us. For better or worse. So the thing in culture that's been haunting me ever since I saw it a few months ago, is I was re-watching Frasier, and there's an episode where Niles uh, has to take a road trip to clear his head because he's. it's been explained to him that his wife, Maris, has been cheating on him. Maris, I know that you're having an affair, but I care for you both, and I want to help you do what's best for your marriage. Anyways, he says... Oh, I took a, I drove for hours to clear my mind. And he says to Fraser that he got stopped at the Oregon border. I'm glad you ended up here. Actually, I ended up at the Oregon border check. <laughs> had fruit in the car, so I had to turn back. And I had no idea what he was talking about. As a native of Portland, Oregon, I know how to pronounce Oregon. And it took me forever to figure out he was trying to say Oregon. But I also know where Seattle is, and it's the closest nearest big city. And how could anybody be living in Seattle for more than a year and not know how to pronounce the name of the state 
directly underneath it. And I was like, all these people must be from L.A. Everybody is just working out of L.A. L.A. is also a neighboring state to Oregon. So what the hell? Hi, Sam. My name is Ryan in Los Angeles. And something that's been haunting me for years, but is top of mind this award season since Kate Blanchett is on the campaign trail, is her Golden Globe speech in January 2014 for Blue Jasmine. Wow, that crept up. I had a few vodkas under my belt, and, and here we are. Um, so thank you so Toward much. the end, the music begins to play her off, and she gets flustered, and she asks if people at home can hear the music, or we just think they're speeding up for no reason. I could ever hope to work with Sally. Amazing. I just wondered, can people at home hear this music, or do they suddenly just think that you're just getting really fast because you're having a panic attack? Which so I guess this signaled to me that she's never been compelled to watch an award show from home? Question mark? And Lisa Costella and Michael Barker and Tom Bernard for not only plying me with vodka in the way... So I still love award shows and everything that goes along with it, but something about this just burrowed in my mind when considering the happenings of celebrities. Hello, my name is Murukba Adil, and I'm a Nigerian-American. Large emphasis on the Nigerian part because I spent most of my childhood years, teen years, and adulthood years there. I grew up in a tennis-loving household. Um, so there's this newspaper called Punch Newspaper in Nigeria, and they're known for their pretty pithy and witty headlines. Um, this was during the period Maria Sharapova had been reprimanded for doping. After she had gone to trial and she had subsequently lost, Punch newspaper put up a headline that said, Sharap, it's over! Exclamation point. And I think about that headline at least once every week because it's honestly so hilarious um, to make uh, basically such a witty um, headline using someone's last name like that and it just perfectly encapsulates Nigerian pidgin English with someone's actual Russian last name and it's just so so funny and I cannot stop thinking about it I've tried and I've failed Hi, Intuit. My name is Catherine, and I am submitting a culture geist from the movie Goodwill Hunting. The interesting thing about my culture geist is I was haunted by this moment before seeing the movie again as a grown up. So, for years, in random situations, my husband would be like, It's not you, Sean. It's not you. It's not you, Sean. And then I watched the movie again, and I realized this thing that he'd been yelling for a really long time was actually this, like, very tender breakthrough moment between Robin Williams and Matt Damon. Don't fuck with me, all right? Don't fuck with me, Sean. Not you. It's not your fault. So I was haunted by the culture geist before actually realizing I didn't need to be. It's not your fault. Thanks again to Catherine, Modipa, Ryan, and Aurelia. Listeners, do you have a culture geist? A thing in the culture that's been haunting you for days or weeks or even years? Share it with us. The more specific you are, the better. Just send us a short voice memo via email, intuit at vulture.com. Intuit at vulture.com. All right, Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. The show is produced by Janae West, Travis Larchuk, Gabby Grossman, and Jelani Carter. Our fearless editor is Jordana Hochman. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. 
And Hannah Rosen is the head of audio at New York Magazine. All right, listeners, we are back next Tuesday with a brand new episode because we're going twice a week, baby. Double the pleasure, double the fun. Call us Millie Vanilli. It's two a week. Uh, (laughs) Okay, bye. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running. And that's not the case. Most runners hate running. (laughs) But they choose to do it. In the new docu-series, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.